0: So one of the actors from Arrow, Stephen Amell, uh, he, was on, he was on Arrow mm-hmm. and is currently a part of the show called Heels on some network TV, uh, came out to be a scab. Mm. Um, he made a public statement saying that while he does support his union, he doesn't support the strike. He doesn't like the strike. Because the strike stops him from being able to promote his show, so uh, coming from a group of nobodies in this uh, in this social media space, fuck you, dude! I yeah, y- you yeah. are you are the scum of the earth uh, because you are incapable of seeing the bigger picture of this. Yeah, and uh, I truly hope that you lose uh, your membership. At, with SAG-AFTRA because the other thing that he did was that he went to Comic-Con or one of the cons and did a panel promoting the show which big no-no big big no-no so truly hope that you lose everything that you've worked for and then once you've gone, uh, once you've gotten back down to uh, you know messing around in the mud with us uh, lowly commoners then you'll understand why this fucking strike is going on you piece of shit Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you <laughs> by Diane Feinstein. May fire and brimstone rain hell down upon your soul, you old cootie bitch. Who? Diane Feinstein. She's uh, she's currently a... I believe she's from California. She's like 93 or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a member of the House of Representatives. And okay. when she was called in to vote, all she needed to do was say yay or nay and she went into a monologue because her brain is literally grimace cum. This week's cry for help is uh this this is a heavy one. It it's, doesn't go to nine one one. We'll say that much. Yeesh. Uh, it's it's about uh police unions and and the relationship between labor and the police inside of this country. Um, this is kind of an emergency recording. We're doing this on a Tuesday night. Uh, after we were both made aware of the DOJ's investigation on the Minneapolis Police Department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Famously known for the murder of George Floyd that led to, I want to say, what, like three, three to four weeks of uh, nationwide protests?
1: We can round up and say a month. I feel like everyone talked about it for a lot longer, but Um, I mean, the protests were probably a
0: Went on for at least a month. um, And uh, with those protests going on, there was also um, a lot of de-radicalization of the Black Lives Matter movement inside of this country. Um, A lot of less than stellar people were put into positions of power inside of the organizing groups of Black Lives Matter. And uh, that is why uh, it seems as though... Things have kind of just fallen to the wayside. People don't really talk about the police brutality, specifically of that case or the case of Breonna Taylor. But, um, you know, the, the cases that do make national news tend to be talked about in one to two week cycles and then it kind of falls out of favor when we move if, on to the next thing.
1: If it was like on that scale.
0: Yeah. Otherwise,
1: but, it's like a footnote.
0: That that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that I'm saying that those cases don't matter or anything of that sort. But... Yeah. Uh, it, it is extremely frustrating that it takes one of those kinds of cases for a light to be shown upon the absolute degeneracy that goes on inside of the 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 police, uh, the policing sector of, of America, I guess I would say. Um, so specifically, like, the, the DOJ found that the Minneapolis Police Department has been known to use excessive, like, extreme excessive force from the jump from yeah, from the jump. And they have been known to have done this for years now, like, like decades Decades. and um, you know, uh, during Obama's administration, there has been this um, there was this push for basically, I think it was like $50 million for body cams. Right. And it was this idea that uh, we were going to use technology to uh reform the police and and Try the to, way that we police the the citizens right but, because
1: of all these like stories and there was never proof and so it was really sensationalized whenever something like that happened because it's like what no you're gonna listen to the druggie and it's like no we had uh, like this was the attempt to at, like no we have like video footage uh, now we also have cell phones so we get that we get stuff straight from the police's point of view and it was supposed to it, it was supposed to be a direct thing to hold them accountable when they don't magically run out of batteries right before yeah, an encounter yeah it's, uh, it's like, like
0: oh oopsie like the the uh, audio on this video is just not working anymore yeah. magically or and it's like, like
1: right when it escalates weird timing
0: yeah um and to a certain degree, that is uh, the doing of the unions, uh, the police unions. They are kind of, them as well as the firefighters unions across America are probably the two strongest unions in the United States of America. Yeah. Um, and that is completely by design. Um, I know that I have talked to you at length about this in in private, but mm. the... Um, the function of police inside of this country is not to serve and protect the citizens; it is to protect and serve the interests of capital holders and nothing else. And that has that has uh, always been the case from the initial inception of just like statewide or um, local police forces. Um, I I, it's you know it's always funny seeing the online discourse when talking about policing inside of this country and everybody saying things like oh you guys would never live like you guys can never survive without like a police force or something Mm -hmm. of that sort there were 50 years uh, uh, there were 50 years in the beginning of of like the establishment of the United States of America that like policing wasn't a real thing yeah the first police force, the, the first like formal police force was not, um, was not in state until I think it was like 19 or 1838. And, um, one of the things that a lot of, uh, people have, have gone online to say specifically about the formation of police, uh, and, and the history of police is that, like, there's this idea that, that cops were nothing more than like slave catchers during that time. Um, and like, the historical accuracy of that is pretty low. Uh, they're, they're like, that was part of their responsibility specifically for the police force in the North. It's like you were expected to, um, you were expected to catch runaway slaves and return them to the, their, their owners. Uh, we call
1: that catch and release nowadays.
0: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot, uh, from, from just like historical, from just historical texts and everything a lot of those cops did refuse to yeah. uh, return the slaves just because most northerners at that time understood that slavery not like they were still a racist piece of sh- piece yeah. of yeah oh 100 but at the same time they were like them having slaves fucks our economy over essentially mm-hmm. was the thought process behind all of that so at the end of the day there is uh, there is still no such thing as a good cop the institution of of uh copping is still a really copping yeah the mm. uh the institution of of policing has always been a uh just a moral hazard inside of this country
1: and like going back to the note on the the unions and everything too it's like ideally speaking like with what the purpose is supposed to be in the minds of most people it's like you want the people who chose a job that has inherent risks every day you like go out in uniform you want to make sure that like you know uh that they do have like a strong like support system because ideally everyone does everything right, follows due process. And like, if they're going to be as militarized as they are now, you would think that they follow procedure as if they were in the military and like always like go through all of that, know what the uh, consequences are of going against uh, any uh, due process during uh, an emergency call or what, whatever uh but that more and more often seems to not be the case and was especially so in uh minneapolis
0: yeah um so i think the issue that i've had with the discourse surrounding this specific investigation is that people are under the impression that this is a a single like this is a uh, this is like a unique case where this is the only police department in the country that uh, has, has had these issues. Yeah. And uh, it's
1: like, what makes it unique, if anything is just,
0: they were caught.
1: Well, yeah, sure. That they were caught because after the whole George Floyd thing, they decided to do like an actual, like all in investigation on the entire like department. So
0: this is the thing. Um, and you know, this is, this goes out to, or this kind of just shows the power of a union, uh, and what it can do to protect its employees right Mm -hmm. um a lot of times specifically in areas like baltimore chicago as well as la anytime that a cop does something fucked up like in baltimore i think this was about two three years ago where there was body cam footage that showed the cop planted evidence in order to get an arrest it Mm -hmm. was like he planted drugs on an individual right um and nothing ever really came of that. There was no further investigation on on the pol- Baltimore Police Department, and um, uh, there was also the, I believe it was his last name was McDonald, the 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 black man that was here in Chicago, here in Chicago,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. right before Floyd, I think. Well. I think
0: it was right after. No, it happened a few
1: years before. But the results of the uh, trial of the officer that right, 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 yeah, those results came out.
0: And and like you know, uh, going even further back than that, uh, the riots in L.A. of '92 with Mm -hmm. Rodney King. Um, and there has never really been a further investigation done on any of the police departments where these cops acted like fucking demons. Yeah, uh, Every single one of them is just covered in the grimace cum that is coming out of Diane Feinstein's brain. So I think that is what makes this case unique. It's the, the single time where the federal government saw that if something wasn't going to be done, that like there was going to be true civil unrest, mm-hmm. like to the point where major cities would burn. And uh, to a certain degree, they kind of deserved it. Like, uh, I might get in trouble for saying that, but... To have it burn? Yeah, major cities deserve to burn, because, like, the the major cities, the economics of a major city, is truly built on the backs of minorities. Yeah. You, well, you, I mean,
1: the thing with it, though, is just that, at the end of the day, they're still going to be the ones that bear the brunt of whatever those consequences are. Absolutely. Even if they do absolutely. burn, but, so it doesn't do anything.
0: When, well, it, when you are completely disillusioned by the lack of political power that you hold, because your vote doesn't matter, mm-hmm. uh, as well as understanding that the group of people that have signed up to protect you are actively working against you, what is the yeah. only form of expression that you have left? Right. How, how will you express your dissatisfaction with the yeah. status quo? And that is to make the shit burn. Right. Um, and... Uh, you know, when when you demonize the the protesters for flipping cars or like burning down a Target or whatever, just
1: tell yourself, no, <clears throat> no, they're Phillies fans. Like it's fine. It's the same
0: yeah. thing. It's like the Eagles won the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> like that's just what happened. Um, even more recently, uh, mm-hmm. this was back in May of 2023. Uh, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Was going under investigation after a letter was written to them, telling them like, hey, we found 30 of your officers with gang affiliated tattoos. And and this isn't just like, oh, they're a member of like the Crips, the Bloods, or like the Latin Kings. Or even like a biker gang where, you know, they just all go to Sturgis. Yeah, this is uh, it, one of the gangs, the one with the, the most members that were found during this investigation was... Uh, they, they're called the executioners. The fucking tattoo, like the, the, the actual tattoo, mm-hmm. is a skull with like a crazy ton of Nazis symbols. Like, huh. it's insane. I don't know about you, but that, that definitely doesn't make me feel safe yeah. uh, running We're, around. Yeah. specific and, and like one of the people that was found with them uh, I was like a high ranking member of the uh, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. They're not just beat cops. They're not just the little guys. Th- these are right. people in power that give out the orders to right. to the uh, like the fucking um, give out the
1: orders, tell them to go on paid vacation when they do get caught. And like it's got a public light on whatever that case is. And yeah, it's it's pretty gross.
0: Yeah, and and to to kind of just circle back to that point that I was making earlier about how policing in this nation has always just kind of been a form of protection of capital, um, you can easily tell that that is still the case considering the fact that they are the only public sector uh, or public service um, sector that continues to get more funding year to year. Uh, Yeah when public education is constantly at risk of having the funding completely taken away from them um social security benefits are constantly under attack medicare medicaid all of the above are always the first to be attacked but um law enforcement defense is always getting more money pumped into it mm. uh, going back to um the the grimace cum dumpster she has gone on record saying that we weren't spending enough money on defense spending gotta um, love it gotta and, love it uh, once again so it, it like this just goes to show like how deep the issues run with the violence of, of or um, I guess the enabling of the violence inside of this country
1: yeah I think that's a good way of putting it and like I was saying and like regarding it being a union and everything it's like if they're doing what they're supposed to you know it, yeah they should have a union but when this is what's going on and the way that they're using the power of a union to cover up and like advocate for each other and then make these things into almost like contests and
0: you know it, it's it's like so when this it, going is going back thing, to Minneapolis the Minneapolis thing but it this was is like the thing that, you know that I'm just going to to point out it's like the unions are doing exactly what a union is supposed to be doing like if you are right. going to look At any example for uh, that that should make you pro union, you should look at the police unions. Like, look at how well they protect their employees from. Like in this case, it's evil. It's one hundred percent evil that like you know these guys can literally get away with daylight murders. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is what a union is supposed to do. That is what a trade labor or any any type of union should have the power to do. It, yeah. Not necessarily help you get away with murder, but, you know, right. protect you from your employers and ensure that, like, no matter what happens, you as the the employee are constantly protected from exploitation. Yeah. But, okay, go ahead with you, with your point.
1: It's one of those things where it's like when you literally have members, you know, uh... uh beating up people who are already in handcuffs and talking about like, oh man, I only punched him once. Like that's, I'm showing yeah. so much restraint. Like yeah. that was a literal case. Like when that's what's going what's going on, there needs to be some Dude, sort you, of- Dude, your dentures fell out. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, when things like that are becoming increasingly, you know, normalized and especially at the frequency that it does specifically in Minneapolis where like the ratio of like, People to police is so like, or like, was it people to police or was it just like the, the violent crimes committed by officer or like the unnecessary escalations or whatever? It was
0: the unnecessary escalation per per capita was insane because uh, one of the things that was found was that like near lethal force was being used upon individuals that weren't even being arrested.
1: Yes. Oh God. How did I fucking forget
0: that part? Yeah. Uh, it's it's insane. And I, I truly believe that if the DOJ had the balls to do it and they went and deep dove into every single police department in this country, they would find similar numbers. They would find similar issues. Right. Like, it, it's insane of anybody to think that Minneapolis, while a primarily white state and they are kind of racist up there, like, it's insane of you to think that that is the only place where this is going on yeah like uh what was the what was the name of the dude that got snuffed out uh for selling cigarettes i see this garner. is how fucked it is yeah no it's crazy it, it's absolutely fucked eric garner um and yeah I. and that was in new york that was in new york and and you're you're thinking about those kinds of situations and and like come on man yeah you see that was another one that was recorded on Uh, like a phone that wasn't a body cam thing right that probably should have triggered a much larger response than than it did
1: it was definitely one of those things that was brought up again with uh when floyd happened i think one that happened right after that was also super fucked um i it was in some southwest state i want to say arizona but i'm not sure but there was the uh the kid that plays like violin for cats at the shelter. I think he was just like out and about, um, and I, I don't think he. I, I want to say they said he had some sort of uh, mental health condition, but I don't think he was having an episode or anything. He was just targeted and attacked and fucking. I, I don't remember the full details but like that was another just like unarmed civilian just going about his business I, I don't remember if he was you know committing the crime of wearing a hoodie but i uh, was just a fucking teenager and the whole time he's screaming he's, like screaming for his mom and like you know i'm i'm not doing anything what am i doing am i being arrested and fucking ends up getting killed Ugh, this episode just just
0: fucking sucks to talk about yeah. because it's like um how how do you fix the issue right right and y- you really can't yeah it has to be torn down and rebuilt yeah. there there's no taping it up and uh, trying to fix it this is it it's like I think one of the only things is
1: uh like if you if you're going to try to do something that is a Sort of simple fix or like you know requirements.
0: I I would
1: say mandatory military service.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, the the military service is not going to help with the violence that the the that like the police inherently execute upon the civilians. Right. Because when you are in the military, you are trained to do the exact same thing. Right. You are also taught to profile black and brown people. Like the the issue is not. Uh, so, so I guess I should say that like, I'm not pro-abolishment of police. I still think that there has to be some form of a police uh, system inside of this country. However, uh, the current institution of law enforcement in this country does not work. Yeah, It will never work. And yeah. the only thing that you can do is rebuild the system. And in order to do that, you would have to rebuild the government. So it's a it's a much grander goal like there's no fix to to the current police problem as long as we have the same federal government installed uh, or the same government as we currently have law enforcement is always going to result in the in these issues because um, at the end of the day as long as we live in a capitalist society capital is always going to be protected by law enforcement the the law enforcement agencies the institution of law enforcement will never work for the proletariat. It, it just will never happen it's
1: yeah it's a if if you want like an example to not, not a specific example but it sort of reflects the same issue uh, a lot of people have at the end of the day with the members in government like the positions And jobs that these people hold are supposed to be, by definition, like public servants. They serve the people. Yes, that is, like, literally the definitions of the representatives, the congressmen, the governors, the mayors, and the police. That is what it is supposed to be. But you get these people in there that uh, uh, just take the power for themselves and just use it to excuse, like, their own thoughts and justify whatever means that they think suits uh they're any sponsors. given situation or yeah their sponsors because like you said they're the ones that get all the they get the funding and they get the donations cop city cop city. i think i think it would have been kind of dope if they called it cop hmm
0: that was a good one yeah i hate that you're clever for this episode specifically <laughs> Like of it's all of them. This instance, the rest yeah. of the time, I've been like it's my like teeth the, have been falling out of my mouth. Yeah, the like you, you chose this instant, like this specific episode to to touch. your funny, but I mean That's to be crazy. fair,
1: we need something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I I know that uh, the past couple of episodes that we've done, um, I have not been the you know the 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 same old uh, dick joke guy uh, because generally speaking, this is just how I am in, in real life for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and the, the world is kind of burning around us. Yeah. Um, and I know that I've talked about this quite, quite at length, um, in post pods and, and things of the sort, but like thinking that the world is on fire, uh, and being pessimistic about the current, uh, situation is not bad. It's, it means that you are you have a like a, a, a realistic, unbiased look at the world and you can see that it can be a better place for everyone. But if you are someone that's just going like, oh, you guys are just complaining for no reason, you guys are just out here uh being um sensitive and, and just like being a bunch of sissies about everything, no, you are inherently the most pessimistic individual in the room because you see what is happening around you and you're going, yeah, this is exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. Um, but, but to go back on the, the point of cops, uh, specifically with the effectiveness and the efficiency of, of cops, um, from a, a, like a real world example of this to just to show how ineffective policing in this country is, you don't need to look any further than Uvalde.
1: Yeah.
0: You, it, that situation makes my blood boil and it should make every single other person's blood boil because like the, the main uh, argument when it comes to the lack of gun control in this country is always, Oh yeah. All you need to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Mm -hmm. Well, there were 30 of them. There were 30 of them standing in front of an unlocked fucking door. Uh, and, and they were there for what was it? 50 minutes. I I don't remember They they were there for an extended amount of time while 30 children and teachers died inside of that fucking school. What were the good guys with the guns doing? Well, they weren't going to put their lives at risk to save those kids. Yeah. And that's that's the whole public servant thing. Like, that's
1: the situation where you go in looking for it. You don't just go in and, like, wave your gun around like, oh, like you're a fucking, uh, the dude in fucking lethal weapon just be like "Mm, diplomatic immunity and just use that as an excuse to do whatever you please to whatever unarmed fucking person you see as a suspect or suspicious for being fucking having melanin uh and using that
0: as an excuse to just act yeah, like a literally fool. do violence on non-violent people, but the moment yeah. that violence comes up, you're the biggest pussy in the fucking room. Right. Uh, and and it, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a high school bully situation where when the person is not aggressive and you know that they won't fight back, yeah, you can exert your your dominance over them because mm-hmm. they you know they're not going to fight back. Especially if they're already in handcuffs. But the moment that you know that they're willing to fight back, and you will probably die or get hurt. Uh, we're, we're thinking about that now. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. really, really thinking about that now. Yeah. Um, but I bring I bring up Uvalde and the effectiveness because uh, a study that was done by the ACLU, um, I believe it was in 2019, showed that uh, for every single cop in the major counties of California, so this would have been like San Diego, Santa Clara, Los Angeles, and uh Santa Excuse Monica? Uh, I don't know if Santa Monica is a county. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably but not a um, but yeah, it was like the major, the, all, all of the major um, mm-hmm. counties inside of California that for every single cop, they were able to stop 0.1 of a violent crime. And the, the definition of a violent crime that was used was very generous. Because of how wide that net is, you would think that the number would be higher than 0.1. Because at some point, every single cop should be able to stop at least one of those types of crimes.
1: But it's like at the same time, like, you know, they're, sure, there's always police on patrol in different places. Um, but you got to count on someone being stupid enough to do something in front of a cop for them to try to, like, try to prevent it. Because inherently, the position yeah. is more reactionary. Like, you call them after something already went down. Which is yeah, the yeah, other yeah. advocate for people having guns and stuff, but that's a whole other... Thing. yeah
0: yeah that that's that's a that's a very fair point but point being the, the cops are extremely ineffective uh mm-hmm. in in its current form because like in uvalde and in like in in la and all of those cases none of them fucking want to get hurt like i i know like the the whole uh conversation surrounding like the the acab thing like the all cop all cops are bad conversation right is always it it's not all cops it's just some cops and it's like Listen, man, we both personally are friends, uh, and I would consider him one of my closest friends, is a cop for CBD. Mm-hmm. He is not a bad person, but the institution that he works for is evil. And you can't convince me otherwise. Right. Uh, and And, like, if the institution is evil, it doesn't matter how good of a person the cop is. They're going to have to do evil shit. Yeah. Like,
1: it's very low effort in action but like for this kind of stuff turning a blind eye is
0: pretty fucked up it's all but this is the thing it's easier yeah no 100 percent. because like the moment that you become the the narc right the moment that you rat out your fellow officer then you're your targeted. life your life is in danger Because if anything happens, like if shit goes down, a shootout happens, or uh, you are put into a a violent situation, oh no, uh, we just, we had to get out there, like, you know, one one person just had to be left behind. Yeah. Or just like you're sent to like
1: patrol a different part of town that's rougher or something like that. Like all of the like paperwork, like it. It's not that noticeable unless you know the situation sort of deal. Like, oh, you know, yeah, we just changed routes, changed patrols, <laughs> uh, called for backup and left. I don't know how realistic that last one is, but...
0: There's some amount of self-preservation when people do that. Yeah. And it, it's shitty. I'd say that's most of it. And but, yeah, it is the institution itself is the the problem. It's yeah. not the individuals. I, and right. I think I think anybody with like three brain cells can can make that uh, that separation. Yeah, to to kind of go uh, like move forward with the discussion to to not kind of dwell on trying to defend our one cop friend and, and uh, be a part of that problem. Right, like the relationship that the general public has with cops is um completely warped by media i'm specifically talking about like propaganda shows yeah like there are so many of them mm-hmm. these shows deify cops as these beacons of hope for these people when in reality that is the exact opposite for for most people like you know, you you turn on the TV and you watch these shows and you see the quick responsive of, of all the cops and you, like they're always helpful, they're always there and they're very very empathetic. Uh, some of them might be hard asses, but at the end of the day, like they're still gonna they're still gonna give you justice. So of course, your your first line of thought is, yeah, we well, should just call the cops in in all of these situations. And uh, to kind of just circle it back to the M P D thing, when the children of these parents are having mental breakdowns and episodes, you know, you are conditioned to want to call the cops because they are the ones that are supposed to protect you. They're supposed to protect your children. And then what happens? And you don't have like, that's when you call about an emergency,
1: that's, that's the number that you know, you're not going to like, there's no hotline for, like, someone having a mental health episode. Yeah. How much that should be on the cops. That I, I'm glad that's been something that's up for debate. And it's like, hey, maybe there should be a section of them that are, you know, mental health professionals. So, like, someone who knows what the fuck they're doing goes and addresses it. And maybe the cops, like, in their car to make sure that that person doesn't get attacked or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. I like
1: that idea way more
0: than just cops trying to cops you know, coming in and literally choking out a 14 year old boy. Who's having like, uh, I think the kid had autism and just yeah. like having a, a, like an episode. Right. It's a fucking 14 year old kid. Yeah. You know?
1: Um, and like at the same, like not, not only that, but like to the parent or whatever, who's just calling for assistance because like, they it didn't was know too much for them to handle. Yeah. yeah. Like, if a if they call the cop and the cop ends up killing their kid, what's that gonna do to that person yeah um and
0: that has happened yeah that has happened mm-hmm. in in many instances and that that's one of the one of the things where it's like that that is almost race neutral where that has happened to white kids that has happened to to black kids and and kids of all all different races mm-hmm. like uh and and you know this this might be a little bit um like lib brain of me to say but it's like it's because it started happening to, to white kids at a at a higher rate that now it's become a, a public issue now this is why that is a part of the zeitgeist and a part of the conversation mm. when that was happening to primarily black kids it was just like yeah well they should have just complied
1: well i mean it wasn't happening before they invented autism in 2010. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, gotta it, love it. it it wasn't until they invented autism in 2010 and proliferated it with the uh, COVID vaccine yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry how could i forget um i guess the final point um that i want to make here is i touched on it a little bit earlier talking about how the law enforcement sector or the uh, the institution of law enforcement is still the only public service that gets a large amount of funding mm-hmm. um and here in Chicago, one of the things is that uh between twenty sixteen and twenty twenty, the spending per cop went up almost three times. Jeez.
1: Like how do they get all that and like all the equipment and stuff,
0: but then they and have still to are do understaffed like, and underfunded?
1: Right. And are like have events where it's like, oh, you know, we we need donations to get bulletproof bulletproof vests. Yeah. It's like well, I'm I'm sorry if this is how much the budget's gone on, and like you're only getting one vest supposedly. Yeah, th- I, somebody's I would, embe- I
0: would, embezzling money.
1: Yeah, someone's gotta like you know make sure that that takes priority. I mean, it's Chicago. I'm not gonna say like you don't need more than one because you're you're gonna need yeah your yeah. vest, but like that should definitely be taken up with whoever's doing your accounting and just like hey. I don't know where, like, all this other money's going, but, like, this should be something that we... Like, that's something that the union should address. Like, hey, we get shot at. We should, like, not have to ask for other public donations so we get more than one bulletproof vest. This should be something that is, like, accounted for in the budget.
0: I don't feel... I don't ever feel good about more money being pumped into uh, law enforcement. Because it is only going to result in more and more violence yeah. uh, upon, like, just, just upon minority populations. That's why I'm glad they got
1: Johnson. Like, I I don't live in Chicago proper, but I'm glad the election went that way. Because, you know, that seems to be, you know, a mayor that's trying to attack things like act the actual root of the problem. Even though, yeah. like, our but, fucking news anchors are like, oh, well, it's a long-term solution, so we're not going to see results. I was like, well, yeah, that's... that's kind You of probably the, want it to be that, and you know, to actually do something.
0: Yeah. It's, um... I don't know. This is a very, very depressing episode. Uh, I, I don't really have much more to say than, you know, uh, they're getting almost three times the amount of funding. Uh, they are still just as ineffective as they have been for the past... I don't know, hundred years or so. Something like that. Well, I'm
1: pretty sure they were, uh,
0: I don't this, know. this, this really wasn't too focused on labor as a whole. No, so not remotely. Um, if you look into all, and I am going to be as general as possible with this one. And again, might put me in some hot water, but if you look at all of the active police unions around this country, And their donation habits, when it comes to political races, you will see that all of them have contributed to primarily Republican candidates. Mm -hmm. Because they understand, uh, I don't know, they're a little bit schizophrenic about it, because if you put put the money into a Democrat, you're probably going to get the money back anyways. It's not like it's going to do anything. But they understand that Republicans are going to ensure that they maintain their power. Yeah, like they will—they will stop any form of legislation that will be able to give the people any amount of regulatory power over the institution of police uh, of of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see their donation habits, uh, I believe it was the biggest police union in New York City donated something like a million dollars to the Trump twenty twenty campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just dope to have one cops out there.
1: paying your legal fees. Yeah, just putting that <laughs> out there, man.
0: Yeah. Why else would they be buddy-buddy while they're uh, putting him into to handcuffs to to get him to his indictment hearing? Yeah. You know? He bought us McDonald's on the way. <laughs> God. If anyone did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, Donald Trump just loves big, beautiful men. That That's just where he's at. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's fucked. Mm. I, I can't I can't really expand too much further on this. Uh otherwise we're gonna end up with like a two hour long discussion about yeah. law enforcement. But um it felt really wrong of us to release an episode on anything else other than this when the per investigation when the investigation was just done and, and like uh we, we have a lot of declassified information on the happenings of the Minneapolis uh Minneapolis police department. Yeah. And the Nazis in California. Yeah, those guys are dope. <laughs> so, uh, most of the information that we kind of used for the brief amount of research that we did will be put into the description. Um, Shout-outs to Big Joel for making the MPD video. Uh, Shout-outs to Knowing Better, as well as Skip Intro. Those were two other videos that we used, yes. as well as um, The Cynical Historian. Um, those are Those are like very very good content creators that if you guys want to give in to either political brain rot or uh nerd out on history those are the channels that you guys should go to um always before signing off shout outs to you dove cameron hope uh you're enjoying the um the break i guess i hope you're on the pick you're, you're at the picket lines with with the people
1: that would be very unfortunate if you've been shouting her out this whole time and she's she's a scab
0: yeah and she's a scab that would be crazy um all right no like actually this time though this is depressing as fuck so get me out